Welcome to BizBytes, brought to you by Com Together, helping businesses like yours build their brand through telling amazing stories to engage and grow audiences on multiple platforms. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of BizBytes. And the guest I have with me today, well, we've, we've encountered each other on a couple of occasions in the past, but he has a fascinating business and a fascinating approach to it. So I thought it'd be great to have him on the program. Terry, welcome to BizBytes. Thank you. Good to be here. Appreciate it. And, and as I do with all of my guests, uh, I'm going to get you to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about you and, and uh, your business. Uh, yeah, as you mentioned earlier, my name's Terry Kerr. I'm the general manager here at RecruitForce. Um, we are a recruitment agency um, with a difference. Um, we've, um, <clears throat> we've designed it under a different approach um, and the whole idea of, of you know, collaborating uh, between the director and myself to start Recruit Force in the beginning came from a strange place. Um, it's quite a quite an amazing journey. Um, I came out of another industry. I was nearly I was in for almost two decades, um, and you know, looking to sort of put that industry behind me, um, just basically out of you know, looking for something new. You know, I've always wanted to be in an industry where I'm finding solutions for people, where I get to spend time with people um, and, you know, and, and, and genuinely have an offer or a solution to problems that they have um, that, you know, that would serve a relationship, a binding relationship over long periods of time. So um, I looked hard and far, long and hard, I guess, for, a, um, for an opportunity in a new industry and I came across recruitment. Um, I had a, a good friend of mine who was working for another recruitment agency at the time, one of the big guys there in the city. Um, I approached him and said, you know, um, I'd like to spend some time working for your company to see what this industry is like. And he said to me, he didn't have a position for me at the time. So I worked for free for two weeks um, just to seeing what it's like. <clears throat> um, um, it alarmed me, um, the industry. I thought it was a little bit more solutions finding and and um, and when I say solutions finding, I meant solutions for people um, as much as it was going to be for businesses, but it turned out it was not so much a solution for people. It was a, a solution for the business looking for the people. Um, and the focus was that way. So I just felt the churn and burn uh, was too much for me. Um, wasn't my style, wasn't what I was looking for. So I left um, landed with another company, um, with another recruitment agency who, um, during the interview, you know, the language that they were using was very much, um, it was my language. It was about helping candidates find the right place to work. It was about helping businesses find the right candidates and, and, you know, almost like, you know, a matchmaking service. Um, we met in the middle with, with both parties and, and I felt that was the best, um, way for some, you know, I, I know um, what fills my cup um, and I thought that was the best way to do it. So so I started with this company. Um, it didn't take long, it was less than a month and the major business partner left and took most of the business with him. Um, it's, you know, the, the whole business actually went into hell in a handbag at the time. The owners had to spend time away. Um, and then eventually one of them um, got whisked off to jail um, for uh, nothing to do with the business, just stuff outside the business. So, yeah, so, you know, I went from, you know, learning the business um, 
to running the business in a fairly short period of time. It was a baptism by fire. And, you know, to be honest, I wouldn't change that. You know, mm. I, um, I, I know, uh, I know customer service inside and out. I've been in the customer service industry since I was 15. I'm 45. Um, um, but, you know, there was a lot for me to learn um, behind the scenes in recruitment, um, you know, how, you know, the, the administration side of it works. But um, but I always had my, my idea when I first started in this industry on how I'd do it if I had my own opportunity. Mm. So I met um, a gentleman by the name of Neil Fairley. He was working one floor below me in the building at the time when all this was happening. Um, I got to know him over coffee downstairs. We liked the cut of each other's jib, had some good long chats um, and when I told him that this particular recruitment agency was going down due to COVID, um, he endeavoured to purchase the company. Um, and by the grace of God, that didn't happen. It went down. Neil and I had a coffee one day and he turned around and said to me, hey, look, if I started my own recruitment agency, would you like to run it? And mm-hmm. uh, I, I mean, 20 years into the future flashed by my eyes in a split second and I said yes like I had a good understanding of exactly how I wanted to do things I mean I'd spent you know I'd spent two and a half three years previous to this interviewing business owners decision makers on what's wrong with recruitment because you know coming into this industry I was blown away um, by the negative response towards recruitment by business owners um, decision makers, applicants, candidates—you know—the the, it was actually a little bit overwhelming. Um, it's not a quickly, fun process. So. It's not a fun process at all. I mean, I, you know, it's been some time since I've personally been in the end of of um, using a recruitment company to to find a job, um, but it's a uh, it's a really hard process. And uh, well, it is, yeah, and it's it, it shouldn't be, but it but it's. Um, uh, I think you know. Uh, I mean, my, my great recruitment story for those that uh, uh, that have delved into my history know that uh, yeah. one of my one of my roles for for a number of years, well before I started this business, was working for a company that owns a significant part of the funeral industry in Australia, and um, they're the only large company uh, in that space. And when at the time I decided it was it, it was right to start looking for another opportunity. Uh, when I went to any recruitment agencies, they said, "Oh, great! Well, we'll find you a job as a marketing person in the uh, in the funeral industry." And I went, "There's only one job in that industry, and I've had it for the last seven years." <laughs> and they just couldn't get their heads around yeah. where to put me. And I'm like, "But you know, surely my skills are transferable anywhere. It's not industry specific." And I I, I found that was kind of typical in some experiences that I you know that I personally have had. And and I know well, what you Anthony, mean. the um, not you know, the, sending you back into the into the funeral game would have been the path of least resistance, which is the path, unfortunately, a lot of recruitment seeks. Mm. Um, you know, it, it's you know what we do. Um, you know, we we. We centre around character. You know, we've we've trademarked the term character-based recruitment. Um, we were always going to do that for a reason. Um, we centre everything around character because character transcends um, industries. You know, you mentioned before that your skills are translatable. Of course they are, but so is your character. Mm. You know, and skills are easily, fairly easily identified. They're on your um, they're on your resume. Um, they can be checked via reference checking. 
you know, so we can um, use certain, um, you know, applications or certain, um, you know, formulas that we use to triangulate whether your skills are transferable, but it's your character that may not be. You know, and if you're looking to leave an industry behind, I mentioned before, I spent nearly 20 years in my previous industry and I very much wanted to put that in my rearview mirror, pun intended. And, um, you know, for me to then be suggested by a recruitment agency, hey, look at all your skills, you, you know, why don't you go and sell some cars or something like that? You know what I mean? Like it, it just, it's the path of least resistance. You know, it's to get you in and get you out and get you into a business and get them paid. And, you know, and unfortunately, the, you know, the self-serving nature of what recruitment has been in my experience in the past um, almost meant that I left it immediately. You know, like I mentioned to you before, I went and worked for a friend of mine um, for free. You know, the reason I left his business was, you know, we had, um, we were all sitting around a boardroom table talking about, you know, new orders and whatnot and, you know, filling out the, the, the spreadsheets and, you know, updating CRMs and all those sorts of things. And, you know, I had one of the, the salespeople say he needed you know, these two boilermakers for, for Brendale, which is North Brisbane. Um, and it didn't take 10 minutes for him to have 11 resumes in his hand. And then, the, you know, the, the manager said, you know, send these 11 resumes off to the business and they'll tell us which one they want to they want to interview or who they want to interview. And I thought, well, hang on a second, you know, do any of those candidates know you're about to send their details off to a business? Do they want to work in Brendale? Do they want to do that kind of work? Mm. you know you know it was it were boilermakers you know are they are they are these guys wanting to do site work or are they wanting to do you know factory work or you know they want to do fabrication they want to do but there was just so much to it and I thought you know no one's asked so someone's going to give these guys a call and say hey guess what this company over in Brendale wants to interview you go for an interview and it just felt like that was um an exceptional way of controlling your candidates but by virtue of that no control was given to the candidate in any way, shape or form, other than to say, no, I don't want to go to an interview there. And then you can imagine where that the sort of sour taste that would have left. But, you know, I just thought that there was well, just well, such well, a lack I, of care I should, regard. I'll just share with you then that, that uh, how, mm. you know, a version <clears> of that story, so taking you back to that, when I got that job in the funeral industry, I remember the recruitment company, it wasn't until the second or even possibly even the third interview that they actually bothered to tell me that it was in the funeral industry. They were recruiting, oh they were recruiting for communications oh and marketing and doing it in a way that said that because, and what actually when I found out what later on what actually happened was by the time we got to the third interview, um, they lost a number of candidates because as soon as they said funeral industry, it just turned people off. Now that that's all to do with how they marketed it. Um, you know, it was just it, it was not a negative experience at all. I thoroughly enjoyed my time uh, working yeah. in the industry, and it, it's but it was it was just interesting the the whole process and um, of you know it was um, it was very revealing. And obviously that was for, you know, some time ago and I'm hoping that some things have changed in the sector since then, but it is a, uh, it is a sector that's right for doing something different. And I guess that's mm. kind of the approach that you're taking, isn't it? That, that it is a little bit yeah, different is. the way you go about it. It is. You know, when I mentioned before that I took a lot of notes down on what's wrong with recruitment and I'm, and I'm talking, there's a good three, between three and four notepads full of, um, these notes taken from various business owners and decision makers, as I mentioned earlier. Um, I remember sitting there going, if I did this myself, I have, you know, I have identified the holes in this industry and I would like to start a business that um, that obviously identifies the holes in the industry, addresses them and works from within them. So, um, 
you know, sitting with with Neil Fairley, the, the director, you know, and discussing how we would do things, we sat down and, you know, we started with the, you know, with a with a tree and a schematic on working out, you know, from the first day you meet the client to, you know, till the till the to the field team member or FTM going on board. What's the step? What are the steps? What's the process? Where, where is our focus? You know, and, and we very very early on in the um, in that dis, in that discussion um, identified that we would be a candidate centric company, not a client centric company. Mm. And that may sound like I care more about my candidates than I do about my clients, but that's not the case because if I'm candidate centric, if I understand what fills the cup of the candidate, if I understand what will keep a candidate in a job long term and i don't mean keep a candidate in a job i mean what would attract a candidate to stay in a job long term then i can identify long term candidates for a business so by virtue of me being candidate centric i'm actually helping the client more so than if i was just making sure everything was perfect for my client you know what i mean sometimes there needs to be focus on both equally you know what i mean you know when i say sometimes i mean all the time, you know, everything that we do is win-win. Mm. All of our negotiations with our clients, all of our negotiations with our candidates and everything in between has to be win-win. So when a candidate starts with a client, the client has something to offer the candidate, but the candidate has something to offer the client. It's always win-win. You know, mm. it can't be, you know, and, you know, the, the two offers that well, the offer that we have for our clients is that we have a no fee for the recruitment process offer. We don't charge for it. We don't charge for any of the ads that we put up, the time we spend or whatnot. We don't charge for any of those things. That's a free That's a free uh, process. Um, you know, we offset that by keeping the, the successful candidate on our books for the 16-week getting to know you period. Um, and when that getting to know you period um, has run its course and the candidate wants to stay with the client and the client would like to bring the candidate on in a full-time role, um, then they can do so at no extra charge also. There's no charge for that. Um, so, you know, by what that offers our, our clients is we may go through 10, 15, 20 candidates um, and not find the right one. And then when we do find the right one, it hasn't cost them any money in the meantime. What or time, I mean, we haven't put anyone forwards for them to give them a go, see how they'll be. You know what I mean? We don't, we don't have that suck it and see approach here. We um, don't believe in it. Um, our interview processes are very um, well; they're long. You know, and my interviews with with any one of my candidates goes for between an hour and ten and an hour and forty or fifty minutes each interview, um, and that's because I get to know. The candidate. Um, I get to understand, you know, again, what fills their cup. I get to understand, you know, what they've enjoyed about certain positions they've had in the past, um, what they want to avoid based on their experiences in the past. And we talk about their family. I talk to the, the, you know, our candidates about what they do on the weekend. You know, what, what, um, you know, what makes them happy when they're when they're not at work? What are your hobbies? You know, because going forwards, um, I also have an understanding of how our client ticks and the sort of person they're looking for, the sort of energy that they're looking for. Uh, um, I've met and understood um, the sentiment coming from their immediate report, um, who they'll be reporting to immediately. And the number one reason why most people leave um, any business is because of their their immediate report. They don't get along mm. with them. So it's important that I understand that. So by the time all of that comes together, there's no suck it and see approach. We haven't thrown anyone against the walls of a business, you know, and hope it's stuck like cooked spaghetti. Um, it's far more of an exact process. Um, and our percentage of getting it right is extraordinarily high. Mm. Um, 
You know, it makes a difference. We- it makes a difference when you, you know, I, I know it's 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 basic marketing, and and a lot of people think of marketing as very much an external exercise, but it's as much an internal exercise, and it's mm-hmm. that value alignment when you when you have the values of the individuals who own run the business, and you need to have the alignment of the staff with them and with the overall business because I mean, you know, as you're saying that that you can hire the best person in the world at an individual. Um, at an individual level, but you know the fundamental difference could be that you know that that person wants to grow the business to be a you know an international conglomerate, and the owner of the business only wants it to be a local business. Um, you know, you're fundamentally opposed. It doesn't matter how good the candidate is at what they do, if the if your values are so differently aligned, it's not going to work. And I hmm. I, I think that too often people are, have been trapped in the past by a a resume and and the uh, you know the basic ticking some boxes um, when it comes to uh, an yeah. interview process because because it's yeah. it's not impossible to put something not to put a, an act on to a degree in a what is often a shorter interview process so the fact that you're going Indeed. into something more 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 in depth makes Indeed. that a lot harder. Yeah, indeed. I mean, and we, um, you know, we, we um, also, we focus a lot on white collar and sales as well. We have, you know, two separate businesses. We have Recruit Force um, that very much looks after our blue collar um, engagements. Um, and when it comes to, uh, you know, higher end management, sales, um, we have the sales recruitment company. So they have two very separate lanes and they and they never the twain shall they meet. There's a very different way of doing things. But the reality is we, we use character-based recruitment and the methodology behind it and the questions that we ask and the focus that we have um, in equal parts for both companies. You know, while while you know, while the, the pursuit for recruit forces what blue collar and sales maybe sales recruitment company is white collar, methodology doesn't change. Mm. Methodology doesn't change at all because the candidates don't change, you know, just because they're going for, you know, with you were saying before about, you know, with a with a shorter interview, it's easier to be a professional interviewee. Yep. Um, you know, by the time I finish asking my questions and engaging with our candidates, um, I really don't come across many situations or really any at all where the candidate feels like they need to be a professional interviewee anymore. You know, it takes you know, I'm, 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 we're in you mode. And when I say you candidate, we're in candidate mode for so long before we even talk about the job um, that defences sort of start to come down. You know what I mean? They sort of start to think, you know, our candidates, we get extraordinary amounts of feedback uh, from our candidates saying, you know, this, this the process that we've gone through is wonderful. Like this is the best process for hiring I've ever been through. I was able to just say what I felt and you were telling, giving me updates on at at the moment as to how you felt about my candidacy for this particular position. And, you know, and um, so, you know, that whole professional interviewee situation really doesn't come into play much with us or if it does, it's not in play for very long um, because they work out pretty quickly that I'm there for them. And, and, you know, by virtue of that, I'm there for the client. I don't need to say that, you know. Um, but if I'm there for the candidate to make sure that they dodge bullets, I mean, it's not uncommon for me to to stop an interview sort of halfway through, a quarter of the way through and say, hey, look, 
I appreciate your style. I appreciate the energy that you bring. I understand now what it is that you're looking for. Um, I see that you're looking for career progression. I see that you don't want to be, you know, on the, the tools for much longer. You want to move more into management and looking after apprentices and those sorts of things. This particular company is owned by Mom Park Kettle and their son does all of that. So there's no way you're going to have an opportunity for those things. So let's stop this interview. Um regarding this particular position and restart this interview based on what it is you're looking forwards going you know looking for going forwards and let mm. me see if I can help you with that because there was a time when recruitment agencies were called job agencies I don't know if you remember that yes I don't know if yes. you're old enough for that Anthony yes <laughs> so yes. what we do should that be lost is. in our title right <laughs> what we do is lost in the title of what what the business is so yeah. um you know though we have um our outs you know, our, our main aim is to find someone to fill the position. Our singular aim is to make sure that the people that we interview are being put forward to the right business. Mm. You know, that's it's a big thing for us. And, you know, it, sometimes it means we have to interview more people than we would probably need to. But the reality is, you know, I could send someone over to a business who's able to do the job well, gets along with everybody, you know what I mean? And and it's putting out incredible, you know, their, their output's incredible. They're getting along with everyone, wonderful attitude. They're bringing everyone lunch every day, but they're gone in a week. Yes. They're out of there. You know, and the business owner's like, well, I don't even know what the hell happened. What the hell happened, Terry? Your guy came and left and he was wonderful. Well, that's because we didn't ask the right questions, you know, and, you know, people will leave one job and start another one based on career opportunities, rate of pay, um, distance to travel, uh, there, there are just there's just all of these different things, and, and you know, it, it's um, if we don't know what they all are, um, then I can't avoid them going forwards. You know what I mean? I can't handle those objections early if we don't know what they are. So, you know, that's what character-based recruitment's all about. Hope you've been enjoying the conversation so far. We look forward to bringing you part two in the next episode of Biz Bites. Biz Bites is brought to you by Com Together all your marketing needs so you can build your brand, engage audiences on multiple platforms, go to comtogether.com.au, follow the links to book an appointment for a free consultation.